doing it right. You know, I, I don't know if I'm praying right. I don't know if I'm praying the right way. I, I don't always feel connected to God. I just don't always know if I'm using the right words and things, things like that. And, and the power, powerful things happen when people pray. And it connects us to the living God. And so especially over these 21 days, as all of us, each of us, are focused on God and praying and seeking Him, I'm telling you, when hundreds of people pray, definitely things happen. And so today we're going to look at first things first, because if we get this right and, and we'll put God first in our lives. And even if, if we just start out with five minutes or even 30 seconds of acknowledging God in our lives, I, I think it can make all the difference in the world. So we're going to read a scripture in a few moments uh, from First Chronicles chapter 4. So if you have a Bible... You can go ahead and get there either electronically or if you have one like I do, you can flip to it. First Chronicles chapter 4. And we're going to do something again today that we've done in the last series when we were talking about angels talking to people. Remember that series? Boy, you guys know how to deflate a guy, all right? Just... Was anybody here last month, huh? You remember that series? Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, we're, we're believing uh, that, that God's going to speak to us this month as well. It's not going to be angels talking, but it's still God's word. And I don't know that I'll do this every week of this year, but on this first Sunday of this new year, would you do me a favor and just stand for the reading of God's word? Um, we're going to read a fir- another scripture before we get to this one, though. Pull that one up on the screen for me. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, pray in the spirit in what? Every situation. When should you pray? Every day, all the time. In every good, bad, in between, we should be praying. And then notice what else he says. He says, use every kind of prayer and request there is. Well, I thought there was only one kind of prayer. Uh, uh, Craig, uh, I learned that one when I was five. Uh, They taught me that one, and we repeated it all the time, and we just used that prayer and all. And, And that's okay. That's good. But that's a prayer. And the Bible says there's time, kinds and times of prayer. There's different ways to pray in our life. And so I'm going to teach you today a way to pray. You might have learned one way to pray, but there's more than one way to pray. And I think the prayer that we're going to look at today would be a great prayer for the new year. But here, here's the point, is you ought to pray first. Before you call for help, call, uh, what is that, Channel 6 or somebody that call for help. Uh, before you call Channel 6, before you uh, call your neighbor, before you call out to whoever, uh, you ought to call to the Lord. And here's what the Bible says, he, he will answer you. If you call to me, I will answer you, God says. So there's different ways to pray. 
And so today we're going to learn a, a path of prayer, and, and it's kind of a first things first. What, what would happen if before you opened your email and started getting caught up in all that, if you'd pray for 30 seconds? What if before you sent that email, <laughs> that might be better, right, uh, you prayed? For 30 seconds. You might not even send it, right? And, and so uh, you might do a little editing first. And so today we're going to say, God, how can we pray? How can we use your word to help guide us? And I believe the prayer we're going to look at, you could use it for 30 seconds. You, you could pray this prayer in 30 seconds or less. I've done that. But you could also spend 30 minutes praying this prayer and just talking to God with it. And uh, in 1 Chronicles, there's a bunch of begats. Anybody familiar with those? Have you read the Bible through? Five of us, okay, I don't know. Uh, There were more in the first service. So um, if you read the Bible through, you'll get to some sections here and there where there's the begats. And, and, and it say, so-and-so begat so-and-so, begat so-and-so. It's one verse after another, and there's these names you can't even pronounce. You might try to fake your way through it or whatever. And, and you, you think, is there any point to this? Well, there is a point to it. Uh, because this is also a historical book, and the Bible is letting you know that it's real, that these stories really happened to real people in real time. And so it sets that historical context. So, so those things are important, but they're not always the most inspiring to us. But tucked away in First Chronicles chapter 4, is a man named Jabez. And in just a couple verses, we get to know him and the prayer that he offered to God. And and if you have skipped through the begats, you might have missed this one. And it's a nugget of of power and truth. And we're going to look at it together. Here it is, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, in that day, they would name people something, and it would mean something. It carried a meaning behind it. Can you imagine being named pain? I don't know what happened for those nine months that she was carrying this baby. Um, I don't know what happened the day that she gave birth to this child. And I don't know if she smacked her husband. I don't know what all happened. The Bible didn't give us all the details. but, But something happened that this woman called this child pain. Can you imagine going to school? Well, here comes pain. Yep, pain in my neck. You know? Glad pain's gone. 
So when you think of this and you read this today, I want you to think about what label have people stuck on you? What label did you grow up with? What, what maybe has the enemy tried to put on you that maybe today you need to take off and get a new label, get a new identity? Because here's what Jabez did with his title, with his name. He cried out to the God of Israel. He prays, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I may be, what? Free. Everybody say free. Free from pain. And look at what God did. And God granted his request. In one version it says, God bless me indeed. And it's like he's being emphatic about, God, I'm, I'm serious about this. God, I'm coming to you today. I'm not, I'm not just praying a little, now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. I'm, I'm crying out to you, God. I, I, I've been called pain. I've been called all kinds of things. But God, I'm asking you to bless me this year. I'm asking you to bless me today. I'm asking you to indeed come and do something so special. And this, this bless, we're going to get to it in a moment, but I, I just want to say out front, it's more than just stuff, okay? It's more than just things. God overwhelmed me this year. Is that your prayer? God, just overwhelm me. Just, just whatever you can pour out, God, from heaven, just pour it on out. Just give it to me, God. Just all the heaven has today, I want it in my life. All that you have for 2020, God, I just, just overwhelm me. And, and I believe if we'll pray this kind of prayer, just like he answered it for Jabez, I, I believe he'll answer that prayer for you. Let's pray. Father, help us to hear this message. We know your word's anointed but would you anoint our ears to hear it, our hearts to receive it, and our faith to activate it in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and be seated. What do we need to pray for in the new year? I'm sure you got some things that you're thinking maybe I should pray for in the new year. I want to give you a list from Jabez, I believe, helps us to hone in on the heart of God for our lives. The first thing we pray for is we pray for blessing. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you, you would just bless me, God. And again, this is way bigger than financial blessing. Although I believe God blesses us financially. Did you know that the Bible says it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. You, you didn't get that on your own. And the Bible talks about he'll open the floodgates of heaven, pour out a blessing. If you'd be a tither in Malachi chapter 3, you can read it for yourself. God says, I, he just throws down a dare. He's just like, I dare you. 
Just show, show off. Here, let me show off in your life. If you'll prove me with this, I'll, I'll just open up the floodgates and pour out a blessing you won't even have room enough to receive. If you'll just offer 10% to me. I'll make that 90% go way further than you could with 100%. And so it's, it's a God that can do that, but he does more than that. See, what would happen if God would bless your health this year? What, what would happen if God would give you an idea this year that would take your business to a whole nother level? What, what if God could give you an idea that would just help you in, in your parenting skills? What, what if God put favor on your life and doors opened that you've been trying to get open for years? But this year, it happened. I may have ever seen that happen, where God gives favor, or creativity, or the Bible talks about how that God gave skills to people to build the tabernacle. He, he allowed them to have the ability to build this grand tabernacle where, where he would meet with people, and, and the people could meet for worship, and he gave them the skill to be able to build it. See, God can enhance your skills. When I pray for people who are uh, having surgery, I pray for the doctor too. I say, God, I, I thank you that they know what they're doing, but I pray you'll help them to know more than what they know on their own. I pray that you'll fill them with a spirit of knowledge and ability to be able to do and perform above their own ability as they do this surgery. I mean, you think that might be a good prayer. And, and so God's able to do that. Now, here, here's what it says in Psalm 18. It says, says that you give me the shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. See, how many of you, God, one day in your life stooped down and lifted you up? Right? How many remember that day? You, you, it's still, you remember it because God stooped down and, and he helped you. And, and see, that's the thing when you look at people, you look at them at where they are now and you don't realize where they've been. You know, people look at me and they say, oh man, Craig, you, you speak well and you, you know, you're a great pastor or whatever and they say stuff and, all, and, and I, I just think, you know, you don't know that what you're looking at is a skinny, little, shy, teenage boy up here, all right, that, that grew up always, you know, I was one of the last ones to get in the grade, you know, which is always so wonderful, because you got people, most of them are about a year older than you, you know, and they're about, you know, four inches taller than you, and, and bigger than you, and all of that, and I grew up so shy, so uh, you know, feeling like, you know, I didn't measure up, inadequate, unable. Uh, you know, I, folks, I was the son of a used car salesman, all right? <laughs> and, and so, you know, when, when you look at me today, what you're looking at is someone who didn't, didn't feel like in their own self that they could really do too much 
But then God began to speak into my life and say, I know you're wearing a label. I know you're wearing a label. I'm not enough. I I'm never measure up. I'm too small. I'm too shy. I'm too this. But I'm telling you, God gave me a new label, and it was one of being sanctified, set apart, called anointed of God. See, and God can do the same thing for you. He can speak into your life. And I believe that God wants to do that here today. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. Here's why God blesses you. He says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to others. God's intent for blessing you is not just for you. It's for you to be a blessing to other people. In other words, it's not to be a reservoir. It's to be a river of blessing where your life flows life into others. It, it flows out of you and blesses other people. Your life existence, the reason for God's blessing on your life is for Others. God is looking over the whole earth. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord go over the whole earth looking for people that he can show himself strong through. And what God's doing today, he's scouring over the earth. He's looking over Avon. He's looking over the whole entire world. And he's looking for people where he can show himself strong. Not where you can show yourself strong. See, God bypasses those people. They're great enough on their own, right? But God looks for people who think, well, I, I, I can't do that or whatever, because that's just the kind of person God can use. Because when you give your life over to God and God begins to use you, all the glory, all the honor, all the praise goes to God because people know who you really are. <laughs> and they say, I, he didn't, he's not that good. <laughs> She's not that good. But God gets the glory from it. And see, God wants to, he wants to flow through us. And that's the reason why I'm so excited for this new year, because we've not seen what God can do when we give a historic offering unto him to reach the world for Jesus like we've just had. We, we don't know what God will do when you give him $29,000 to go reach the world, to reach India, to reach children in Peru. But we're about to find out. Come on, somebody, right? We're about to find out what God can do. And he wants to do the same thing through your life. So don't just pray for what you need Pray for more than what you need so you can overflow into other people's lives and be a blessing to them. Does that make sense? So, because, and here's the question to ask is if God blessed my life in an incredible way this year, what would I do with it? What would I do with it? And how you answer that question will determine whether God would bless you with it. Now, I've known many people who say, oh, man, if I won the lottery, I, whew, I'd be so generous or whatever. I don't know about that. 
Because here's the thing, I think the past is a big indicator of your future. In other words, past behavior really indicates, you know, why adding some zeros will it change your generosity level? Boy, it's getting quiet. So, so, see, if you're not, Jesus said it like this. Let me, let me get up. I'll, I'll quit saying what I would say. Jesus said, if you can't be trusted with a little, who's going to trust you with a lot? And, and so what we need to do is understand that when God blesses us, he's blessing us for a reason, and the reason is not just you'll enjoy it, although I know you will, but, but it's so others can enjoy the blessing of God that comes out, out of you. Does that make sense? And, and so as we bless others, then we pray for blessing for God to use us. Here's the second thing, is pray for influence. Pray for influence. He said, God, enlarge my territory. In other words, God, if you give me more, I'll do more for you. If you give me more influence, I'll use it for you. My prayer is, God, help me to be more so I can do more. Because as I am more, then I can be used more. But it comes out of our being. And and so God Help me because I need you in my life. I need you in my life. Let me give you a revelation. Life is not about you. Some people were going to have to get their heart started again, right? It's not. It's not just about you. Life is not just about us. See, it's just like some people read the Bible and they think it's about them. They say, oh, that's my promise. Or that's, oh, I need, a, I need to get a new car. What, what promise can I claim? You know. Let me tell you something. This book is not about you. This book is describing a God who is so perfect in all his ways, who is so holy, who is so awesome, who is so magnificent that he is beyond the ability to describe. And that same God stooped down to you and lifted you up, became one of us so that we could become like him. That's what it's about. It's about an amazing God so that when we read it, we we don't say, oh, wow. No, we say, wow. God, you are amazing. You are so awesome. And so as as we understand this, then here's the thing. We understand that happy people live unselfish lives, happy, happy people get this, and it's not that they don't have problems, they, they just see God's promise in all of it. They just think, you know, I, I'm in this, but I'm not alone. I'm in this, but God is with me. I'm in this, but he'll never leave me and never abandon me. And what happens is you go through life, and you're not just looking at what you can see, you're looking at what you can't see. 
So it's like transcendent living. In other words, let me, let me say it like this. If you're just looking down to this level, it's no wonder you get discouraged. It's no wonder you get depressed. But if you get your eyes a little higher today, if you get your faith a little higher, if you transcend a little bit more, you'd have transcendent living because it looks a lot different up here, right? And so God wants to help us to live like that. Paul understood this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Paul says, I, I, I'm praying you'll get up a little higher. Because if you get your calling on, you'd realize what life's really all about. And we have something exciting that we're getting ready to launch in this new year. It's called Growth Track. And in the Growth Track, what we're going to do, part of it is, is going to be helping people to discover your design and your destiny. In other words, if you'd know why you were put on this planet, I'm telling you, it changed your life. Because I know something that's better than counseling. Now, now, let me just pause and say, I am so pro-counseling. I, I'm, I, I probably need a lot of it. You know, I probably need more than I've ever had. But, 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 and all of us are probably that way. But, and I refer people to good Christian counseling all the time. But I'll tell you something better than that is when you find out who you are in Christ, when you find out your real identity, when you find out that this life is not just about you and you begin to focus on something bigger than just yourself, it will lift you out of yourself into a greater self that you never could have been by yourself because of God working in you and through you to his glory and honor. Come on, somebody, right? So, so, and I know you got stuff, you got hangups, you got in-laws and whatever that you got to get over and through and things like that. But, but if, you would, if you would just live for more, if you just live for something bigger than you, it would draw you into a greater life. And Jabez says, I know, I know I've got pain. I know I was stuck with a label of pain since I was born. And I know that that's, that's kind of where life has put me, but you know what? I'm just not gonna focus on what people say. I'm just not gonna focus on what people say that I am. I'm gonna focus on what God says that I am, and I'm gonna look to him and, and get my identity from him. And here's what our inheritance is. Our inheritance is not possessions, the Bible teaches. Our inheritance is people. Because think about this. You're not going to take your boat to heaven. You're not going to take your house. You're not going to take your cash. You're not going to take any of that to heaven. Here's what you can take to heaven. People. People. And here, here's one thing that'll make it heaven. For sure, seeing Jesus will be totally overwhelming and undescribable. But then think about these moments where somebody says, hey, I know you. You work the parking lot at Crossroads Church. 
And I was thinking when my wife was dragging me there that day, I was thinking, what kind of guy stands out here in the cold waving like he's thrilled that I'm coming to church and I'm miserable that I'm coming to church? And I remember that day, or maybe you were a greeter at the door, you were someone serving coffee, or you were the person that checked in their kid, and this person comes to you and says, I didn't even want to be there that day, I was resistant all about it, but I came as a favor to my spouse, and while I was there, God got a hold of my heart, changed my life, I gave my life to Jesus that day, he began working in my life, and that's the reason and I'm up here, and your face is one of the reasons why I surrendered my life to Christ because I thought if you could be happy doing that, maybe there's something about this. Come on, somebody. I mean, heaven is going to be filled with people. And so no matter where you're serving, if you're serving with coffee, you're serving kids, you're serving in worship, you're serving wherever it is, it's about People, because it's people that we take with us. Psalm 2, verse 8 says, I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. So God has a purpose for your life, and that purpose is lives being changed. It's us influencing others. So Lord, he's praying, show me your purpose so I can live for something bigger than myself because my, my name's pain. That's like a boy named Sue. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that, right? Don't do that. And, and, and so uh, this guy, he, he says, you know, my name's been pain but, but I don't think it's going to be pain anymore because I'm not going to look at that as my identity. Instead, I believe my new name is purpose. I believe it's, it's a life of purpose. It, and so God, just give me more influence. Help me to be able to reach more people. Help me to have a bigger impact than I would on my own. And I'm praying for a church full of people today that will in 2020 say, God, if you can use anything, if you can use anybody, if you can use Craig up there, surely you can use me. Come on, use me, God. Use me. See, as we do that, I, I believe it's a secret to happiness, too. And, and it fulfills our lives. Here's the third thing to write down is presence. He, pr- he prays for presence. He says, let your hand be with me. See, the job is too big, God, so I need you to show up. That's how you know if you have a God dream, by the way. It's when God asks you to do stuff that you don't even know how to do. That's how I feel about this church. I believe God's asking us in 2020 to do some things that I don't even know how we're going to do it. I don't even know how we're going to make it happen. But here's the thing is, is God's able to make things happen that you couldn't on your own. If you can do it without God, it's not a God vision. You need to get a vision that's so big that it's going to take God to pull this off. 
It's going to take God to make this happen. Because otherwise, it'll only be as good as you can make it. Instead of as good as God can make it. Look at Exodus chapter 33. Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else, notice this, will distinguish me? What, what's distinguishing you today? That, that's a powerful question. What distinguishes me? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. See, God loves to show off through his people. That we're coming into our 20th year as a church. This, this April, uh, 20 years ago, this April, we started on an Easter Sunday at Shiloh Regal Crossing Cinema as a church, Crossroads Church. And 20 years ago, I was scared to death, okay? Because we were getting ready to start a church that I thought we'd start in the school. We weren't able to do that at that time. Um, and so that wasn't going to happen. We were looking around, God, I'm, like, God, we moved. <laughs> we're here. We, we need a place. And the only place we, we could get to open up where it, it could do the kind of church we were wanting to do was, was the movie theater. And I thought, my mom is going to die, you know? Because <laughs> when she was a kid, they told her, if you go in that movie theater, you're going to hell. <laughs> if Jesus comes back and you're in that movie theater... You're not going. <laughs> not going. Rapture going to take everybody else. You, you can be, you'll be in that movie theater. Matinee or whatever. Doesn't matter. And, and so I was, I was like, I don't even know how to do church in a movie theater. Now, I knew how. We, we seat people in those seats. And that, thank God they didn't have the recliners back then. Or I don't you know. Not, the room would have been smaller. We wouldn't have been able to hold as many people for one thing, but then I wouldn't have been able to hold everybody's attention, right? Because uh, I'm yeah, like, wake that guy up. He is snoring too loud. So, so I, I was praying, and God help us. You know, it looks like this is what we're going to have to do. I called a friend uh, that was barely a friend out in Phoenix, and I said, hey, man, we're getting ready to launch this church and everything. Just be praying because we're going to do it in a movie theater. I don't even know how to do that. And, on, and I said, do you know anything? And he said, well, I know a brother up in Seattle that uh, I just got acquainted with. And uh, here's his name and his number, and he's doing church very successfully in a movie theater in Seattle. And so I took this guy's name and number and just cold called this guy, and I thought, I don't even know if he'll answer the phone, I don't know what he'll, and, and I'm telling you, this guy, he'd written articles and magazines and different things, it was an awesome, awesome guy. And uh, he stayed on the phone with me for I don't even know how long, talking me through how to do nursery in a movie theater, how to bring 
nice, clean, bound carpet pieces into the movie theater and lay them across the front of the theater, right under the screen in that big, open, sticky area. And and you could just lay all that carpet down and have one of the cleanest nurseries in town because of it. And so I I just was taking notes like crazy and everything. How many know that God knows what you need to know when you need to know it, and he can direct you in the way that he needs to direct you, and and, and he can speak to you if you'll just surrender to him and surrender to something bigger than yourself. God is able to make a way even where there seems to be no way. He can do it. And, and I'm telling you, when, when you begin to pray, what would happen, parents, if you would pray over your kids like, like never before for 21 days? If you say, oh, God, get that devil out of them or whatever it is. Yeah, God, get Jesus into my kids. God, get Jesus into my husband. God, get Jesus into my wife. God, help us as a family to do more than we've ever done before for your honor, for your glory. In this year, we want to exalt you. We want you to be lifted up. We want your name honored above every name. God, may I honor you in my management skills at work when I'm there and when I'm answering to my manager. God, help your name to be exalted and glorified. God, let healing power flow in my life, my family, my relationships. God, show up this year. How many believe God just might do it? Okay, I'm going to calm down now, all right, so... I, I get excited because I've seen God do some stuff. See, I, 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 I've been around this too long for somebody to say, oh, I don't think that'll happen. Too late. I've already seen it happen. And what God did for somebody else, he can still do for you. That's a word for somebody today. Fourth thing to write down is Protection. Here's what he prays, and keep me from harm. Keep me from harm. Reminds me of how Jesus would put it hundreds of years later when Jesus would say, and when you pray, say, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. God, deliver me from evil. Because how many know there's evil out there? And, and Jesus, on one other occasion, John 10, 10, said there's a thief that's loose. And he's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he's after you. And, and, and when the enemy is coming, and you know the enemy will attack, and I'm telling you, he will. He will come. He will attack. He attacks me. Uh, all the time, there's all t- all the time he's he's trying to look for opportunities, and and I like what the old preacher said. He says, if you're not button heads with the devil, you might be walking with him, because there ought to be something, some some kind of resistance, 
And, and you might say, well, Craig, I, I don't like it when you talk about the devil. I don't like it when you talk about that. Could you just talk a little bit more about Jesus, you know, and good stuff, and not talk about the devil? Let me tell you something. Not talking about the devil won't make him go away. And Peter said, and Peter knew a lot about the devil attack. Here's what he said, 1 Peter 5, 8. He said, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So what you've got to do, and my prayer for you for 2020 and in this 21 days, is you need to be more confident about you, who you are than the devil is about who he is. Could you just do that? Just be more confident about who God is more than anything else because I'm telling you, God is greater than the devil and any attack of the devil and any onslaught of the devil and any plan of the devil. There's nothing that the enemy can do that is greater than what God can do. And besides all of that, there is a name that God has given to you that is above every other name that at that name one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And so Jesus said, here up to this point, you've not asked anything in my name. But if you would ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I'm telling you, when you proclaim and pray the name of Jesus over your children, over your future, over your finances, over your health, over every part of your life, there is power in his name. When you come and serve at Crossroads Kids and you say, oh God, in this small group today with these kids in this circle, don't let these kids just see me here, but may they see Jesus serving them, speaking to them, encouraging them. I don't know who I have in this group. It could be the next Billy Graham that God will raise up. And so God, use me. God, when I come back tonight and serve at CSM and, and minister to teenagers, God, help those kids, those teens to see Jesus in me. They need you, God, in a world that's unhinged and crazy. They need a word that'll hold them through the remaining years of their life. And God, would you just use me as I serve coffee, as I greet people at the door, as I minister to people on this stage, help them not just to see my skill, my talent, my ability, but may the name of Jesus be exalted and lifted up because there is no other name like his name. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to calm down and quit, all right? So here's, here's here's a verse I love. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It's a rhetorical question. He says, shall trouble or hardship? How about persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 
No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I don't know what 2020 will be for you. I don't, I don't know if there'll be some strong stuff coming your way, some, some attacks of the enemy, that prowling lion that is out there and whatever. But here's what Paul says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes my way. Because let me tell you something. You're not a conqueror. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Because a conqueror gets in the ring and has to knock the other guy out. But when you're more than a conqueror, somebody already got in the ring before you did and went ahead and knocked him out for you. And you're more than a conqueror today because you're not going to face the trials, the difficulties, the challenges, the attacks of the evil one in 2020 on your own or in your own name or the label that somebody put on you. But instead, there is a name that is above every name that you go in and you go in his name and he already defeated the enemy for you. That might make somebody happy if you just think about that for a little bit, right? So here's the thing. You, you can spend this year talking to God about your problems, or you can spend this year talking to your problems about your God. Make a big difference on which one you choose. Prayer, let me, let me get this right. I, I got this written down. Prayer isn't about God moving toward us prayer is about us moving toward God and what would happen over these next 21 days starting Saturday if you move toward God here's what the brother of Jesus said if you'll draw close to him he'll draw close to you and in this 21 days, what would happen if hundreds of people at Crossroads Church family, what would happen if hundreds of us decided, man, you're more important than anything else in life. God, these 21 days, I just, I'm going to give up lunch, God. That's just time I don't need to spend doing searching Facebook and whatever, God, I, instead, I'm going to search for you during lunch. Instead, I, I'm, I'm going to get up five minutes earlier, and instead of reading my email first thing and getting my blood pressure going, I'm going to kneel down and say, oh, God. Help me to see like you see today. Enlarge my influence. When you're looking over the whole earth today like you do, would your eyes focus 
on me and say, there. That's somebody I can flow through. That's somebody I can use. What would happen if you'd really, really seek Him? I believe that anything can happen. Anything can happen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this year and the promise that it holds. So God, I, I pray that we'll, we'll do something. We'll, we'll take this message and we'll enact it in our lives. For some of us, we, we need to just surrender to you and just say, Jesus, come into my life. I've been away too long. There may be somebody here today that you just need to pray that kind of prayer. You just need to say, God, I need you. I want you. I surrender to you. Come into my life today. Help me to be what you want me to be. For others of you, it may be, God, help me to get a vision bigger than me. Help me to live for something bigger than just my name. Help me to get rid of old baggage and old stickers of labels that have been put on me and help me to live the overcoming life that you have for me to live. That I'd live up to the fact that I am called to be more than a conqueror. God, help me not to, not to back down from the enemy this year, but instead march forward in triumph because I am more than a conqueror through you. God, today, wherever this lands in our lives, I, I just pray that you'll help us this week to already decide and determine what we're going to do. For some of us, God, we, we need to fast and pray. For some of us, we need to give up a meal a day and, and give that hour or half hour, whatever it would be. And instead of eating and talking and chatting or, or perusing social media or something uh, mindless, then God, help us to be focused on just spending some time with you and praying maybe this prayer of Jabez over our lives. Who knows what you will do? For others of us, we need to just fast from social media. We need to fast from something else. Maybe we need to give something else up so that we can just spend some quality time with you. But God, it's, it's not just about the time. It's about the commitment. It's about the diligence of daily seeking you. No matter how many moments, just that we take those moments. And we don't let a day go by talking to you. God, I'm believing that you will unleash what heaven has. Just like you did for Jabez, you answered his prayer. God, I believe. And just like Moses, you'll answer the prayer of your people as we lift it up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, go ahead and give God praise if you'd like. I'm going to I'm going to have a stand and now I'm going to have our prayer partners